0: This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. The series has been Five Things God Wants for Your Family. Just a a quick recap. It all started with Scarlett Lewis. Amazing. If you haven't watched her, go home and do it right away. More important than watching the Eagles at one is seeing her. The series went on. We had a wonderful, wonderful little dance from our students here at New Church Live, from the Kids Live. A great panel just talking about different ways that families fit with the Hibbs family. Beautiful, beautiful conversation we had with them. And about, I am a sucker for baptisms, just so you know. Beautiful baptism. And then church, of course, expands beyond that to things like lunches where we all get together and get to experience fellowship one with another. Small groups where we get a chance to share what's really deeply in our hearts. And and sometimes that's good news, sometimes that's bad news. Better together. And of course, service. You know, that part where we actually step beyond ourselves into ways that actually matter. And that's been this series. And if you're here for the first time, I want to continually invite you to be part of this. Because it's a beautiful community. A beautiful group of people who really understand better together, who really understand trying to move forward in in ways, again, that aren't always perfect, but in ways that sure do bring a lot of joy in lives that can sometimes be pretty tough. Now, I love Walter Bergeman's quote, I think, that captures part of this. Between our beginning in generosity and our culmination in communion, our lives are lived in glad obedience response to God's purpose in our lives. That idea of generosity and communion, how those two come together. And maybe that's been a flavor for the series. As you'll see from this next slide, this is our last one of this series. We started out looking with courage. Then we looked at joy. Then we looked at belonging. Last week, we looked at play. And this week, let's say it all out. we are looking at? Oh, I felt like Braveheart there for a moment. <laughs> that was good. So this week, we're looking, we're looking at freedom. And we're going to look at it in, in two different ways. Honoring and leaving. It, it's interesting when you, when you come to, to look at the Bible and you look at what it has to say about families. There's this beautiful dichotomy where it says, yes, we're supposed to honor our parents, our past. And not everyone here has biological parents uh, who, are, who are present in their lives. But it's honoring those parent figures. And then we're also supposed to leave. Isn't that interesting? to leave father and mother, to to, to move forward in our lives into new relationships. And I'm gonna talk about what appears like a paradox and hopefully we'll get to see that it's not that much of a paradox at all, that it's actually incredibly beautiful. Now that idea of honoring comes back to this. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. All right, we're gonna do a, a fill in the blank here. That is one of the 10... Commandments. Now, me, I had no idea it was part of Ten Commandments. Yes, it's one of the Ten Commandments, is actually to honor your father and your mother. And notice it doesn't use the word love there, which is kind of interesting, right? Because sometimes family relationships can be challenging. I mean, hopefully there's love there, but that's not necessarily always the case. But it is always the case that we can honor our past, honor where we've come from. Maybe even, and I dare say this this might be really difficult, but even honoring some of the hard parts as things that got us more aware of the way we wanted to live our lives as we move forward in our own in our own journeys, in our own journeys, and and I do want to be careful with that. I do want to honor as well that that for some of you sitting here, there's there's not a way to honor parents because it was so hard. Other people have very different experiences, and we want to welcome both here at New Church Live today. It's important for us to understand that that, that, that honoring and to, and to see what that honoring means. Now, New Church believes this, that honoring is, is love for what is good and true. You know, those are the truest of parents, what's good, what's true, and, and, and those, those real core parts of life, those real core parts of life, like, can we honor that? Even in, all its, even in all its own crazy imperfections. Even in all its crazy imperfections. Now, I do want to give us a chance to hear what that honoring can be like. Because I want you to hear it not from me, but I want you to hear it from, from other people, and then we'll get a chance to pass the mic around now. I want to say before this, we're going to have two students, two wonderful high school students who are going to come up here and speak for a little bit about that honoring. And then I'm going to ask if anyone else would like to, you can raise your hand. I want to say, too, that, that we have a lot of first-time people here. Don't worry, I will not volunteer you to speak. So it's only for those who feel, feel, feel that the Spirit's move them and they actually have something they'd like to share. So I'd ask you to please give a warm round of applause as we welcome our two student speakers right down here. right here. Okay. All right. All right. Let's all take a big breath with them. <sighs> it's great to have you guys here. So I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves first.
1: Hi, I'm Mariah Sellner. I'm a senior in the dorm, but I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh,
2: Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm Joe Dubolsky. Um, I'm also a senior in the dorm, and I'm from Langhorne. Yeah. And Joe
0: could kill a bear with a stick, just so you know. <laughs> All right, so I wanted these two to get a chance just to to honor, you know, some of the people really important in their lives, just so we can hear it. And as you hear it, I want you to remember, like, what what God is saying here is that, look, when we honor it, our lives will be long. In other words, we'll come alive in a new way. We're really able to honor our past, honor our parents, or honor those who filled that role. There
1: you go. Um, Today, I want to thank my mom and dad, especially for all the opportunities that they've given me, like coming to this school. Without that, I wouldn't have the grades in education that I'm getting. I wouldn't be looking at the colleges I'm applying to. And I wouldn't have my amazing friends who I'm with every single day. (laughs) Um, My dad loves my best friend so much, he calls her his own daughter. And that has never happened before. And it's the little things like that where my parents have influenced me without even realizing it. Um, When I was trying to think about what to say today, I tried thinking of the big things I've done to honor my parents. But in reality, it's the little things we do every day that make a difference. So honoring my dad was joining the ice hockey team because before I came to the dorm last year, we never missed a game together. Um, And honoring my mom was becoming DECA president. Uh, When I called her that night, woke her up at 12 a.m., was the proudest I think she's ever been in me. And without them, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So,
2: so my story is a little bit different today. i like to honor my grandparents because when I was younger, they took me in, raised me as their own child. And I know there'll never be anything I can do to repay that because they've put me through the academy, through private school all my life. They've given me all these opportunities to be anything I can do, anything I can be. And I'm just so grateful I have them today and that they've loved me and supported me. And I want to single out my grandfather who's here today because every football game, every wrestling match, whatever it is, he's always there to support me. And I can't thank him enough. So thank you. Thank you. Terrific. Thank you.
0: My beautiful staff. And would anyone else feel moved that they want to honor someone?
2: I just want to honor my mom, Emily, uh, for always being strong, even in the hardest times in life.
0: Great. Thank you. Another one? Another one out there?
3: (laughs) A rare. I just want to thank my mom, Lillian, for always being there and supporting me through everything that I do.
0: And singing with you. There we go. Can we get, can we get one more, folks? One more. All right.
4: I just want to honor both my uh, adoptive family and my natural family for giving me what they've given me.
2: Thank you. Thank you. So, one more? One more, one more, one more. Do you want to do it? There we go. I want to honor my parents, Ann and Jim, um, for their unconditional love. I always didn't like their message, maybe, <laughs> but I respected the fact that they brought me into the world and their intentions and the responsibility that they shared that was instilled. Is a great value, and I'm grateful to have them as parents. Thank
0: you. Give everyone. A- there, folks. The beauty there in that honoring. Now, as the students from the Academy of the New Church file up here, I want to talk. I'm going to step forward just a little bit here, just to talk for a minute. Again, as they file up, just just what that matters. You know, what that honoring matters. And there's a way in which we all can do that. There's a way that that's life-giving. I love the idea, folks, could we say that really loud? Please say it with me. We grow where we are loved. Like, it's that simple. We grow where we are loved. And that's part of that honoring process. When We're able to do that. We're able to honor it. And we're able to grow within that love wherever we might have found that. Maybe it's a grandparent. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a wonderful choral ensemble director. It could be any number of things. But when we do that, when we truly honor that, I think we can start to see that our lives do become longer. Our lives do start to gain a meaning and do start to gain a whole lot of joy. So we talked about honoring, and that was a great way to kind of close that honoring. Like, what does the honoring look like? Like, how do we really honor our past, honor honor all the pieces that went into it. And then do we remember, folks, what I said the second half of the equation is? Honoring and? Anybody remember? All right, you guys all fail that quiz. All of you. You have to come back next week for the retest. So it's honoring and leaving. You know, how do we both honor, and then at the same time, how do we figure out ways to leave that are, that are healthy? And it's, it's interesting. Like, somebody brought up, like, if we could do the honoring and the leaving well all counselors would be out of business. Like, it's really hard to do. It's hard to find ways to honor our past appropriately, and it's, it's hard to find the right way to leave our past, to leave in ways that, that are healthy and that actually give life. Because that's what the actual command is about. In the beginning, the creator, creator made the male and female and said, For this reason, a person will, will leave his or her father and mother and be united to their spouse. And the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. So, so we, we reach those points where, where we want to honor that past. And at the same time, create ways to celebrate the leaving. Celebrate the leaving, for example, when our kids are about to get married. That wedding's this coming weekend, by the way. When they're about to get married, celebrate as well when our kids have kids, which is like crazy to me that my kids can have kids. Be able to honor both of those together. And I also want to say that this journey is not easy. Could I get an amen from the parents in there? It's not always easy. So I want... The chance now we got the chance to hear from some young adults about like the honoring part. Now I'm sort of hoping that some of you wise old souls in here can say, yeah, and this is the leaving part that's hard. Can I share a story with you about a leaving part that's been hard for me? So my my wonderful, amazing, incredible son came home from temple yesterday, and he he blitzes in home and and blitzes in home. And as he's blitzing in, he goes, Dad, let's go out for a walk with the dog. I don't think he breathes between any of those words. Says, dad, let's go out for a walk with the dog. And of course, as a dad. When your young son says that, what's your answer? Yes, Yes, of course. So so like I'm going out on the walk, I'm thinking like, just act casual. Like you're not super excited about this. Like it's just a normal walk. But inside I'm going, yes, yes. I'm so excited to be with my kid. Because am I going to get a lot more moments like that?
2: No. No.
0: I'm not. So I've got to learn... To enjoy the moments that I do have. And there'll be other moments of joy, you know, other moments invited here, invited there to do this or to do that. But walking with your 18 year old son with a dog that's his dog on a fall day doesn't get much better than that. Just saying. And I want a chance again for some of the wise old souls in here just to say, yeah, and this is part of the leaving part that's, that's been a little hard for me. And it's fine if you just say it's hard, you know, because I think it's important for us to both hear both sides of that. So I'm just looking for a couple of brave volunteers. I'll be coming back out with the mic. Please just raise your hand.
3: All right, do we have any brave
0: parent souls out there? All right, there
4: Um yeah, it's really hard for me but also really uh wonderful. And I think the thing that sums it up for me is um when I hear my kids casually say how glad they are not to be living at home. You know, they're they have their own place and they're celebrating their independence. I, there's such a hurt that comes along with that, but then you know when they make special plans to come home and have family game night, you know you realize're they're, they're not gone for good, but um, so I celebrate their independence, and I want them always to just want to live at home, and that that's just not going to be the case.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Mary. I think
0: a lot of us would resonate with that. What's another one, folks? Anyone else want to share one out there?: All right.
1: Uh, my, a couple of years ago, my son was getting ready to go to college, and he'd looked at quite a few different schools, and he ended up, he was, really wanted to be in California, which is obviously as far away from me as you can be. And I said to him, I said, I said, Ben, listen, if you go to school in California, you know, the chances are you're going to end up getting a job out there, and you'll be out there for the rest of your, you know, your life. And he looked at me, his eyes got really big, and he smiled, and he said, that's the plan. <laughs> So I don't know if he realizes how much impact that had on me, but he, he's out there and he's doing what he wants to do, so that's the important thing. Great,
0: great. Thanks, Tom. Wonderful story. Please give those folks a round of applause. <laughs> Incredibly beautiful stories. And I think so much of is spirituality is, is how do we hold all those things together? You know, codependency happens when we don't do that in the right way, simply put. We don't do that in the right way. So how is it that we can actually pull together honoring and leaving together? How is it that maybe God would try to ask us to think about it? How do we pull it off? Well, I want to start with this because I think it's always important to start with this point, just to start with God's love. I'm going to have you say the N word there. God never. This is such a beautiful passage from new church God never takes revenge never throws us into hell never tests us so God holds our families and, and one of the things that has meant so much to me is that simple memory that even when my kids are on journeys that maybe I would not have chosen for them which means that it's their journey that I still have to remember God has their journey too. God has their journey too. Certainly, I didn't follow the journey that my parents had planned out for me or I would be a nursing home administrator right now. You know, I followed a different call and thankfully I had parents who were able to celebrate that. Who were able to say, he has his journey too. God's got it. And God has got it. There are also other ways So we start with that We start with the idea of God's love And I think part of this folks And I want to get the wording right here carefully I think too much of the time We can look at honoring And we can look at leaving And I think what God says Is bring those two as close together as you can Find ways To honor The leaving To honor the leaving to honor those transitions in life. I'm going to step over here just give you a couple of examples. When we were chatting with sermon writing team, one mom had a great, 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 great way to hold it. She said when, when her children were leaving the nest, so to speak, she, she told them, she said, look, my job is to cry, your job is to leave. I thought that was good. And there's other very simple ways to do it as well. You know, one my wife's family had dealt with simple Christmas ornaments. Simple Christmas ornaments. Every Christmas throughout her life, her parents had this thing where the day after Christmas, they went to all buy ornaments for the next year because they're all half off. And then what they would do would be they'd write, the kid would get to pick it, and then they would write their initials in the year on the bottom. Save those all up. And when my wife and I got married, guess what we got? All her Christmas ornaments. Saved me a lot of money. But you see, that's a way of bringing, honoring, and leaving together. A way of pulling those two important things closer and closer together. I just step back over here. I think think those transitions, folks, are inevitable. I think we have to learn to live with those as best we can. And I love the way that the poet, Cahill Gabran captures it. Captures this idea of honoring and leaving, what the role of a parent is, or somebody who fills that role, and what the role for a young adult is as well. So Lily and Chris are going to come forward and share with you that poem. They're going to meet right down here. Please welcome them, folks.
4: Your children are not your children.
3: They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself.
4: They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you.
3: You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts.
4: You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams.
3: You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you, for your love, for your life goes not backward, nor tarries with yesterday.
4: You are the bow, you are the bows from which your children as living arrows are sent forth.
3: The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite, and he bends you with his might that his arrows may go swift and far.
4: Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness, for even as he loves the arrows that fly, he, so he loves also the bow that is stable.
0: Give him a round of applause, please, folks. I love that last line of that poem because I think that, that gets to what God is asking us to be aware of. For even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves also the bow that is stable. I think that's so much of what parenting is. So much of what God wants for our families. The theme for this particular service is freedom. It's freedom. And I think when we do those two things well, as God would command them, Honor and leaving, when we somehow do those two well together, and we're not going to do it perfectly. That's where we're able to create freedom. Freedom for ourselves, freedom for our children, freedom for those, our loved ones, freedom for those we are taking care of. How does that look for you this week? I don't know. Maybe in terms of the honoring, maybe just the person who you were talking about, maybe you just want to shoot them a text. Honor them for what they've been for you. Or if they've passed on, write a letter, share it with your pastor. And then also figure out ways to put the two together, to honor the leavings in life. Because they're beautiful too. They're hard, they're challenging, they're heartbreaking, and they're beautiful. Is it possible, folks, to pull all these things together? I mean, I think about this series. We looked at courage, joy, play, belonging, freedom. Courage, joy, play, belonging, and freedom. Is it possible to see that as God's will and and, and to really see it as God's will and to, to see as best we can ways where we pull all those together and find freedom in there? My freedom in the ways we're able to honor things and allow transitions to happen as well, to, to give our loved ones as much independence as we can as God gives us to see it. I think the obvious answer there is yes. So let's leave this series just thinking about what is it God wants? How do we live with that? How do we breathe with that? How do we become part of that as best we can to live more fully to the lives that he intends for us? Can I get a little nice amen on the end? Amen. We're going to close the service now with a prayer. I'm going to offer a prayer. You have the opportunity to say your own prayer, to say the Lord's Prayer as you know it, or to simply have a moment of quiet reflection. Then we're going to close on the last song. And whoever is brave enough to stand up and sing with this last song, I will give you a cup of coffee. It's out there with the donuts. All right, so I'm talking to the teenagers here. You guys got to lead us adults on this last song. So please join me here in a final prayer. So Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Thank you for the ability we have to think about family, both biological and families that move beyond that. Families of care, families of love. Help us, Lord, to think towards what your intention is. An intention that is always heaven. A heaven from the human race. An intention that is always good. In some ways that may not appear to us right now, but it is what the truth is in your eternal perspective. And point us, Lord, towards the joy of family. Those who are blood-related and those who are not reminding us of better together, reminding us of precious connection, reminding us of what we all share together. Lord, a final prayer. Allow, Lord, that concept of family, not just to live within the four walls of our home, but allow it, Lord, to expand out To the kinship of community that you call your church. To the kinship of the world and the universe that you call your creation. A kinship that knows no bounds. A kinship that sees everyone as brother and sister. A kinship where no one is outside. A kinship of love. Ferocious. And beautiful. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here with us this series. Be with us, Lord, in the weeks ahead. Bless our families. Bless this church. In your name, we pray. Amen.